Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Silent Ron's back. Hello. Good Mike's back. Hey guys and gals. Medium-sized Mike's back. How you doing? Carl's back. Hey, hey. Speaking of Carl, would you like to read our Bible verse this week? Yes, sir. It's James chapter 1, verse 12, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Our topic this week is old habits. We all have them. (laughs) They pop up when you don't want them to. Yep. Oh, yeah. You want to start us off there, good Mike? Yeah, sure. Um, Unfortunately, I had to travel this weekend for a, a funeral. And, uh, you know, I was with family. They remember the old Mike. And, you know, I found myself struggling to behave properly and speak properly. You know, it was was really easy to fall back into who I used to be. Because I didn't have you guys around me or people like you around me to, you know, kick me back on the middle of the road. Get off off the side of the road, you know. And... uh, It really just ate me alive, to be honest, the whole time. But, I, I mean, I, it wasn't bad. It's not like I was out in the bars doing shots or whatever. Nothing like that. It's just mm. I wasn't who I wanted to be. You know, I, I, I was... I see somebody and say something not so nice about them. You were who they knew you was. Right. Or used to be. Used to be. I mean, you, it's clear we're not to gossip about our fellow man. We're not to say bad things. We're, we're to be kind. And part of that didn't happen for me this past week. So I really got it. It really ate me alive. So, Which part? Not following Jesus the way I should, the way I knew I should. Because then I had all those verses running through my head, you know. You've got, if you're going to follow Jesus, you, you need to follow him. Mm-hmm. So was it the stumble or the guilt that ate you alive? The stumble and the guilt ate me alive. I mean, I, I didn't do anything bad. It's just not the way I want to behave anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, cursed. Uh, just, I just shouldn't have done those things. And the entire time, it just ate me up. I mean, I'm still saved. You know, grace is... But I'm just saying, it's, it's easy to do when you get around people that are not like-minded. And I think that's really important to remember. It's, you know, try and be like-minded people. Congregate together. And that, that didn't happen for me. So that's what gave me the idea to talk to Ronnie about it. Yeah. And then we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, because my old habit was drinking, right? So, like, I purposely plucked myself out of those things because like you said like it would I don't know if I had the willpower at the time to go into certain situations and stay sober I it would be so easy to fall back into those old habits absolutely one thing or one thing or one thing could be an excuse and then another thing could be another excuse and then guess what well I was kind of lucky in that aspect because the minute I started behaving that way I, I, I got convicted inside real quick and I was beginning to change that you know make sure what's coming out of my mouth is not hurting anybody 
or am I gossiping about somebody? I, pull, I tried to pull back as quick as I could, but still, just having done it, ate me alive. And it was kind of scary. I got to be honest. Now, were the people yeah. you were with, did they notice that? That's my question. Did they notice? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I noticed. I didn't it. know if it would have brought like up a conversation. Well, to where, I did. You know, I was lucky. I did engage in yeah. into a plus instead of a negative. Well, you I know did what I mean? have that conversation with several several people there. I was able to have that conversation. So maybe it was a catalyst that got me to get to that point that I'd open my mouth and have that conversation because that's what I did. Right. Well, another plus is that you recognized it. Oh, I felt awful. Right. Absolutely. Because we talked before with Ron on that. You know, to where he would still feel bad that he's doing this, doing this, doing this. But where was he a year and a half ago? Number one, never would have bothered him. Number two, been convicted enough to change it. And like some of his things have been outward to other people Mm -hmm. to where he's actually turned around, gone back and apologized immediately. That never would have been him previously. So I think that we need to remember to take... Take the good with the bad. That's yeah. the facts of life. Right. <laughs> you know, but pride, pride in the fact that you are moving forward, but never, of course, in a boastful manner, because it's still only through his grace that that happened. Yeah, and definitely was not boastful about the way I was behaving. I'll no, absolutely. But again, sometimes that can be a very, very fine line of I'm proud of this, as opposed to you're kind of being narcissistic about it. But look at me. Look at how good I am. And you're yeah, not. That's, that's not, the last thing I want. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think sometimes we also, sometimes as Christians and followers of Christ, we also sometimes regate or put ourselves back of, well, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to take pride in it. I'm not going to do anything because of that. Thinking we just don't want to be that way. And I think it's okay to have some pride in it as long as it's directed in the correct way. It's okay you could have, for you to have pride in the fact that it convicted you enough to stop doing it because you know in your heart God's grace gave you that. Yes. Jesus in your life gave you even the ability to stop it in your heart and say, that's not who I am anymore. That's not who I want to be to anybody, and I'm going to stop it right now. And even some of my thoughts, I looked around at some things, and I went, I was almost envious of some things. And I haven't had that feeling in a long time right a long long time and I found myself going what's going on over there why can't I have that what, you know I'm going right it doesn't matter I can't bear I can't take that with me mm-hmm. so I, I was fighting that non-stop oh, yeah. every day while I was there and the reason I asked that about the the difference between the stumble and the guilt I can't remember what verse I think it's Daniel chapter 12 but he talks about how the most high will actually cause his people to stumble to refine them. And I've talked before that I, I believe the reason he does that is because he has to let that that bubble to the surface. We're, we're good at if if we haven't really been given tested. Yeah, been tested. If we haven't given something over to him to have it refined out, we just sort of bury it to the point where we don't notice it's there anymore. And he has to cause that to come out so that we can recognize that that still needs work. Still and needs addressed. It needs addressed, and the only way we're going to recognize it is if we stumble in it. Now, the, the danger is the enemy will come in and use your guilt to, to distract you from the work that needs to be done, to cause you to swirl in that, oh, I shouldn't have done that, what was me? Because I do this too. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I've fallen off the rails, I've fallen from grace, I'm a terrible person, there's right. no hope for me. That's where the enemy wants you. Well, I was there for 
some hours. Mm-hmm. And I prayed about it that night, you know, and that helped a great deal. In the morning, I had a sense of peace, and I, I tried to go forward, you know. I really did, and it wasn't easy. No, because it's all around you. You, you, like, walked right back into it, and the people that are around you, not knowing who you are now, you know, right. probably didn't make it easy on you. No. Not not that they were doing it on purpose. Right. No, no. Right. But yet, you know, they it's, were... It was my mind that was running me wild. Right. Because that's, that's what I was going through. Right. They're not convicted by God. Right. So they're just going along life as it normally is. But you're convicted by Christ and, and what he's done in your life to say, I don't want this life. This isn't me. That's a good point. Because there's a lot of people that would engage in that, in that stuff and it, they wouldn't think twice about it. They right. wouldn't bother right. him one bit. because No malice, no will intent. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not about who's better than who. It's about who, who wants to be convicted. I think it's, that's the difference. It's not that right. this person's better than this person. It's that this person, like you wants to be convicted because you love the Father enough that you want to please Him. Mm-hmm. Some people exactly. just aren't there yet. Well, you know, I, I went into this going, there were some people I didn't want to see. But I remember reading, I think it was in James, you know, you, if you have Christ in your heart, you can't hate people. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not that I hated anybody, but it was old wounds that festered up. And I knew they, I knew they would. Like bitterness? <coughs> yes. Did you hear the podcast about forgiveness? No. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Just ignore my stuff. No. <laughs> I, no, wait, that was anger. I'm only listening to one podcast episode and fixed it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I admit that. Right. But, you know, that was there too. And I, and I said, you know what? I've got to reach out. I've got to be better. So while I'm doing that, I'm fighting this other stuff too. It was, it was emotionally... An emotional great. whirlwind. It was, it was oh, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I mean, because once he hits you one side, he comes from all sides. And I was getting smacked around pretty good. Yeah. And uh, well, and this is something that I would hope and pray, not just around this table, but especially around this table, that none of us are alone. That's why we have this. People listening, you're not alone. If you're right. struggling, reach out. You know, we we've got we've got numbers. You know, for texting, for whatever. There's social media ways to get hold of us. To hey, just we'll pray for you. We'll do anything we can to help. But of course, prayer is going to be the most powerful thing. But I think the enemy does a great job, and I hate to give him any credit at all, of isolating people from reaching out for help. Yeah. That's why the minute I got home, I you know I, I knew I needed to talk to about. And Ronnie happened to be right there, and I said, okay, well. He, he's going to get the brunt of this. <laughs> That's okay. I usually get the brunt of it. Aren't you the blessed one? <laughs> I could have went to Ron, but he was too busy out you know, doing some, something. And there was Ronnie. And I said, well, okay, Ronnie, here you go, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. What next? Yeah. Exactly. And that's, again, we've said it and said it, you know, that that's why this was even created. So that there's not that sense of you're alone in this, you know, and and you guys have seen in the text messages that I'm like, hey, yeah, devil's attacking heart, need prayers and stuff like that. And to feel it is so much different than the lip service of having somebody say, I'll pray for you. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm sorry. No, I I feel they're disingenuous. I just sometimes and they may not be. No, I, hey, but my I, perception is I'll tell you what, that that's used, not going to happen. I used to be the one that was dis, disingenuous about it, to where it was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll pray for you, I'll pray for you, and I had to get myself to a point of, 
No, I'm stopping right now. I don't care what I'm doing. Yeah, let's I don't pray care right now together. Right. Yeah. Let's pray right now together. I'll stop right now. I, you know, and, and it's, it's changed my life in the fact of knowing that a, I do it and that other people now know I stop and I do it. As soon if I say on it, that's it. I'm, I'm stopping to pray. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it does. It works both ways. It works both ways in, in the fact of knowing that it helps me in my walk to know, for you guys to know that I'm a man of my word when I say I'm doing this. And it also helps me in my life to know that I can trust you guys the same way. And when somebody says they're praying for me, then I can, I, I know in, in that moment when I feel, I'm feeling closed off and like it's just me. And a lot of times we've said it too, pity party on me, you know. But to open my heart to, to, to feel somebody else praying for me is unbelievable. I have one last test from this trip, and I know what it is. I, I'm, I'm, I've already handled it, but I really feel it was a situation. So who's my God? Money or the Sovereign Lord? Right. And I know the test. I know, I know in my heart it's a test I had to go through. And I, and I know what to do now, and I knew what to do when, I, when it happened. But now I have to act upon it, and I've got to get it done. Because I'm, I do not. There, there will be no other God before my God. Yeah. There will. I mean, if I were to go along with what this item is, because I don't want to call it out, because I have people that know me and listen, I don't want to call that person out. So um, I'm just going to take it and send it back. You know, because um, it's not right. It's not morally right. Yes, I'd save a ton of money. It would help me a lot, but at what cost? And that's yeah. what the cost is too high. Swishing the Geico is not that important. No, <laughs> I agree. So, <laughs> we'll be selling Amway at your <laughs> So, you say that that was a big test, right? Mm-hmm. So, previously, was money your God? Without a doubt. I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, just you know, from what I hear. Well, I'm doing okay by myself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just curious because like, I, I said we'd never leave you hanging. But I, mean, I didn't say you wouldn't throw me under the bus. Right. You know? yeah, I didn't I'm not say that. You. Sorry. I'm just, I'm just backing your call. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, but I didn't know it at the time. Right. right. I had no idea that God was my money was my God. And, and that's it. Like that's I our got, old habits. I got, Whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. It's an idol. We rare, we rarely realize what we're setting up in our heart is an idol until well, we're exactly in hindsight where we can I mean, look back. Read the Old Testament. The last thing you want to do is idolize anything but God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear what happens. I want no part of that. And I really think that's why the Most High allows us to walk through seasons of desolation. The the enemy wants us to be feel desolated because he just likes it when we're miserable. The Most High is sovereign, though. You can use that word, sovereign, so he has to allow it. So why does he allow it? And I think the reason is because it gives us that opportunity to see what direction we go. Are we going to cling to the Most High and follow him, or are we going to go back to our our past our idols? Idols, exactly. Right. Whether it's vanity, money, possessions, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, and we don't like to call it idols because then we put a label on it, and it's a bad label. And, and we know it's a bad label. Yeah, we identify it as the sin that it is. Yeah, yeah. We like to we like to sanitize our sin to make it seem innocent. Right. I think, I think so. Like we put it in a little bottle and then put it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I got told that a couple times. Yeah. I, I think for me, the money was 
hey, look at me. I was, I was, Ego? Yeah, I mean, it, it was. But not anymore. Look at me. I'm, you know, I, I prefer to wear T-shirts and wore out shoes, and I'm perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. There's no one on this earth I need to impress. That's just the way I see it now. Correct. Yep. Correct, Italian would say. Anybody else got an old habit? What did? Not even that. I mean, I don't want to call that out, but like when I sent the text out, what was the first your gut initial reaction of what you thought about? Well, mine was kind of like Mike's, associating with people of my past that wasn't like me no more. It was just too easy to follow them instead of following him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's like in school. You follow the line mm-hmm. leader. You know, if one person's acting this way, well, it kind of falls down to you, and you just follow suit instead of because you don't want to do something different because then you may get judged, and you don't want to be judged when you're around those people. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, so you just kind of follow suit and play along and, you know, dot, dot the I's, cross the T's, and just go along with it. But then later, You're like, it hits you man. like a ton of bricks. Like, you know, why was I being fake? Well, you know, why, why was I being untrue to myself? Why was I following when I should have been leading? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what hit me? Not to blow your head up, Carl, but something rang through my head during this time. And uh, it was the boldness for God. The story you told about getting pulled over for praying while walking. Mm-hmm. You know? And how you looked around and did what you had to do. You know, everybody watching. Well... I lack that boldness to say, yes, I'm a Jesus freak, and that's okay. And that kept running through my head at this time, and I thank you for it. So, But also, it, like, you're not alone. Right. But you're not alone failing on that part either. Because well, I, 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 don't, I don't think I'm bold doesn't. all the time, and I oh, lack yeah. that too. But right. if you would have acted the way that you're convicted... Would you have felt alone with the group that you were with? I would have felt different, for sure. And that's okay. Right. It is but, okay, but would you have felt okay? You know, I probably wouldn't. So, you know, cheap in the armor there. Because i got to work on it. Let's be honest. Sometimes the, the worst worst example of any of this is when you get around family. You got that right. <laughs> You know, sorry, but I, mean, I got some family. No, you're absolutely right. I got some for me as a party guy. You know, right? Fast cars, big, lots of clothes. I have, I have family. I mean, I, and we as Christians, whether it's new Christians, old Christians, now or whatever, have enough. I think of that when you're around people that you used to do that with. Because really, if you think about it, when you're living your life and you're living your life for Christ, how often are you even around them anymore? Hardly ever. But family. They're supposed to be the ones that no matter what, no matter what season of life you're in, are just supposed to accept you as you are, take you as you are, and that's it. But they can most times be the most judgmental on you. I just say only if that were true. Right. It yeah. is true because I wear my, I go to family things sometimes and I, you know, I wear my, my shirts. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much all I got now is my Christian shirts. I don't have just like a shirt I can wear. And everybody, everybody seems to oh, have no, a no. Shirt. You do have just a shirt you can wear. It's the shirt you're wearing. Right. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, and I'll wear this stuff and they'll just ask me, 
all the time, you know, what's going on there? What, what, are you, what are you wearing all that stuff for and all that? I was like, because that's who I am. He is my God. Well, do you like, feel bullied? And if, and if you can't, no, well, just a little. But I tell him, I was like, if you can't accept this, then you can't accept me. Mm-hmm. Then I don't need to be here. I love you all. Right. But I'm not going to let you sit there and, you know, bring me, try to bring me down because you're the one actually feeling guilty of something and not me. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely an evidence of them lashing out from something they're convicted in the right. inside over. So, so because of where I'm at and I'm happy and loving myself and loving my God and they're not, they're going to try to bring me to their level again. And I don't allow it. I, I eliminate myself from that situation. If I feel like I'm being bashed on what I believe and who I love, even if it's my family and I love them to death, I tell them I have to go. And I leave that situation. But And I always go back, but yet, you know, and it's getting better. But what kills me is the same people that are trying to bash me and my family, you know, say this and that and this and that and I'm sitting there looking at them like that's not what you believe it's obviously not what you believe because you bash me for the same thing but yet then you sit here and say this right. but you don't live it I think people are chameleons a lot of times <clears throat> they will bend to their surroundings what, <clears throat> what they maybe believe sometimes is the what they say or the way they act either that or they're scared because they want to believe this and they feel that they believe this but they're scared of being judged by others that do not you know what I mean well that's the same thing it's kind of what right. you're saying though right. they, they change their colors oh, based, yeah, upon, okay. based yeah. upon their fear of how people around them are going to respond perception right Right. 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 So I mean, it's easier I, to change their colors and fade into the and camouflage into whatever instead of standing out standing out exactly which comes back to boldness Right. Yeah. Like daily constant struggle for me, you know, trying to just that that balance between being bold for him and being prideful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing this just to? Am I doing this really because I want to stand out to shine his light, or am I doing this because I like to be seen? And it's a pride issue because that's one of my old habits. I have a lot. Well, I've, I've <laughs> you know, I sit here for two hours. I can go through my old, my really nasty black book habits. You can do two hours. Habits. You're a lucky man. Yeah. No, I probably could, but everybody gets sick of listening. But yeah, because like page one in it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I question myself about my shirts sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of my big ones is just the desire to be seen, and that in and of itself isn't necessarily a sin, but where that tends to lead us. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And see, I truly don't feel that's what I, I wear my shirts for. Now, you told me one time you wear it because they're great conversation starters. Well, that that and is one. True. That is one. But it's just me showing, for me, showing my love and faith to my God. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm wearing a shirt right now. It says he's greater than I. Right. You know, and I wear it with pride. And I yeah. wear it anywhere I go. I don't care where I go. You know, I could walk into an atheist room and I'll still have it on. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that until that very subtle shift toward, for me, self-promotion kicks in. You know what I mean? Where it's not just you wanting to be seen and not just you wanting to shine his light, but you wanting to be popular. Right. And I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't... I'm not... Or you want to be right. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to wear it into there to show off that, you know, this is where I'm at and this is what it is. 
I'm just wearing it because this is who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but yet other people may not see it that way. Right. You know, and then it changes. And the I think whole. that's what Carl's saying is that's when you have to keep the humbleness of yourself inside and realize why am I doing this? You know, why do I wear these? I wear these with crosses and with the Lord's Prayer and all of this for me to remind me of who I belong to each right. and every day. Right, and that's day. what I do. You know, so, and yep. nobody else. If somebody else wants to comment and say something on it, okay, fine. Good or bad. Right. That is your. That is on you. That is whatever. But for me, this is for me to remind myself of what I want to say. This, but I need to say that. That's what I tell my wife. Exactly. I mean, that because of who I belong to. And that's what I tell my wife all the time. I was like, this right here, my shirts. This is between me and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. If it offends somebody, I apologize. I but obviously, yeah. yeah, I. It's not. It's kind of like. This is just where I'm at, and maybe you should be there too. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like a sorry, not sorry thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's. It, yeah. I think it's the overall constant. What I feel and what I have in God, I want everybody to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I that's why every, I was even on if I don't know you, it used to be anybody I so anybody I knew. Oh, bro, I, I want you to feel this. Come here. Come here. Yeah. But now it's so so much, so much broader. It's like anybody I see. It's like oh, I wish you could feel this. I wish you just knew. Yeah. And that's the power of, of, of and that's God. kind of the way you know, it was my with God. me and my God. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's so you know forever they talked about peace and, and that you have, and there were decades I had no idea what that meant. Decades. Yeah. Or it meant to me what it really doesn't mean. Or what it doesn't mean. Yeah. But because I've been there too. I knew I wanted mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everybody thinks it's a feeling or an yeah. emotion. Right. And feelings and emotions lie. It's, it's Boy, not necessarily. And that you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. And to clarify, when medium-sized Mike said, "When I wear these," he was talking about bracelets on his arm. Sorry, we're audio. Yeah, we're not I visual. Waiting for the live episode. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're describing, Mike, is very similar to like the biblical zitzit. It was commanded in the law to wear. Uh, Fringes or tassels is seed seed in Hebrew, and it's not really like like for example when the woman with the bleeding grabbed the fringes of of Jesus', Jesus. robe, it was probably his seed seed. That's the Greek equivalent for that. It's not a visible thing. But the purpose was to remind you, the one wearing it, who you belong to and who you should obey and how you should obey them. Mm-hmm. So the whole purpose is, and that's sort of what you described with what you're wearing. It's it's for you. It's right. it's, it's outwardly visual 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 for everyone around you, and there's nothing sinful about that for you. It's your daily reminder. You can look down when you start to struggle and be like, oh, yeah, just I, should be re- I should be representing him better. Right, absolutely. Right? Deeper meaning. Yeah, absolutely. Because every morning, and, and I never do it flippantly, but I, I quote the scripture as I'm putting them on. And I always make sure that what I put on first is like my crosses, my, you know, and it's, I put it on the whole armory of God so I can stand against the schemes of the devil. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and it's because this is. To me, the equivalent of today's armor, armor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, as yeah. opposed to the literal armor, you know what I mean, with back in the day and stuff like that, you know. And then it's also a reminder, too, of here is my armor, but the Bible is, of course, the sword. Yeah. And that's what I have to remember is it's telling me exactly what I need to be doing and how I need to be doing it. And if I'm not using this, then the rest of it's for nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got these right here, oh. these braces. Yeah. Because it's the armor of God, and it reminds me of the armor of God. But at the same token, 
all my brothers have one too. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know. You know, Carl? I've got it. He's yes, he does. Oh, yes. I can't get the links Carl, out of Carl it. does have one, and I've been working on getting you one, but I don't you see it. You I aren't in this circle Because yet. I can't wear it. It's too I'm big. I'm in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. Brother, where's my brother? You're, 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 you're in the circle yet. Yeah. And uh, so I was trying to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here, brother. I know. But I know that the ones that do have them are the ones that I know I can fall back on and know that, you know... That's what mm-hmm. I said when I opened yeah. up the, st- you know, yeah. the conversation was I didn't have around me what I needed. Right. But, but on top of that, I need to be able to do it myself. But what a great crutch to lean on is right. to have people in your life that you can lean on. Yeah. But you did. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. All you had to do is send a, send a text to that group text. That's yep. true. Yep. Sometimes and we that's answer. that's what I'm saying. If, don't ever feel like you're in it alone because you're not. Maybe that's None the, of us are. Well, right. That's the message I mean. for the people listening. Absolutely. Yeah. They need to send us some emails. Yeah. Questions. We'll answer them. We have yeah. Questions, prayer requests, anything. Anything. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a baseball fan, so Sorry. there's always somebody on deck. Right. For me, right? Like if I text Carl and he doesn't answer, like normal, <laughs> then I'll then I'll whoever else is on deck. I'll answer if you call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's old school. Let's call. <laughs> well, then I'll have to come to Mike's and use the landline. Yeah. <laughs> or sit in the Western Union. Wait, no, you can't do that anymore either. No, I'm just saying, like, you felt alone. Yeah. Yeah. He, lowercase h, told you you were alone. Mm-hmm. But you had that device right there that had everybody that you needed yep. at that moment. But you didn't even think about you. But you didn't even think about it because he wanted you to feel alone and waller and go back the way that you used to be, right? For a little bit. Yeah, it's too long for me. It was terrible taste in my mouth. But it's that simple. Mm -hmm. It is that simple. Because I've been there. I've had pity parties. All with cupcakes and mm-hmm. streamers and I everything. Cupcakes. I would like to have cupcakes. <laughs> I don't know. And for a while, I had a, like two rough weeks. Yep. And I'm, the only good thing I knew about the whole thing was I had my guys I could talk to. Yep. Well, you know what I did when I first got home that night? My wife and I read the Bible every night. First thing we did, we sat down and we started reading the Bible. And I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know what message that conveys to anyone, but it helped me. I don't know. It just felt like I was coming back to where I belonged. Mm-hmm. Homecoming, more or less. Running to him. Running yeah. to him, yes. Well put. Well, I think it also puts a cautionary tale for yourself the next time you go back for something. Knowing just on that one visit what, what it was there, for, what you were there for, and that you felt alone, and that you felt like no, everybody was judging you how you used to be, or expecting so, you to be. Yeah. So when you go back next time, then you know, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be more in the word a little bit before I go. I gotta, you know. That's what I was lacking because I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I read my daily verse. I mean, but not, not in it. In it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying is not, you didn't know though going out that it was going to end up like that. No. Because, you know, your conviction would feel that way and whatever. But now you can go, I know what I need. I need more God, a more Je- little, little more like Jesus, l- yeah. less like me. Kind of, you know, Amen absolutely. Yes. You know, and then also, 
next time, you know, you go out there, your boys are going to be more responsive of, hey, how you doing? You okay? And if you're struggling and you don't reach back out, well, then when you come back, you might get smacked in the head. But we're still going to be there for you. <laughs> not literally. You think Carl yeah. text, baby? Huh? Think Carl text? I will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll hold you. He'll, he'll answer you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. No, but, yeah, just... And that goes for everybody and whatever yeah. old habit that they have. Oh, yeah. Right? You, quote, unquote, failed the first time. But now you'll be more prepared when you do it again. Yeah. It's kind of what I do when you go on your trips. I text you and ask you how you're doing. Yeah, you do. He does every time. Can I? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh. Ask a question. I was just going to say, also, think about what you did to go there. Right. It, you packed? A lot of it. You you made sure your vehicle was up to par? Yeah, I missed Carl's Bible study because of it. Right. So you did all these things. So did I. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because of that? I was yeah. fixing it. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, and, and again, you didn't know, but at the same time, you didn't prepare your spirit for going. No, I did not. So we and, and completely totally guilty every time basically I go somewhere is not not doing that not being in the word more for what I could possibly face face to. yeah because you just never know and again you kind of feel you should feel guarded and safe going to family but we all know that's not the case mm-hmm. yeah. The word steadfast has come up for me like three times the past two days, including in that reference from James and the specific translation that you picked in the ESV. Most translations don't use the word steadfast. What does the word steadfast mean to you guys? Stick to it. Get it done. Sure. Stay the course. Sure. Fine line. Stay the course. Stay, the course. Yeah. Sure. Stay on Look line. It. Yeah. I think a lot of people would wrongly say perfect. Walking perfectly. No. It definitely doesn't. I think it means unwavering. I think there's, that's a better way to think of that. Unwavering, I think... You, Ronnie, you said something, Reed, we were talking about everybody's on the same path, but we're at different mile markers. Mm-hmm. You said, and I love that. I think that's a perfect way to put that to make it understandable for, for contemporary people. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're at different mile markers, and I think what you experienced is a stumble. What we all experience when we go back to those old habits is a stumble. We fall down on the road. We're on the same path, but we fall down. But the goal needs to be to let him pick you up and continue moving to the next mile marker. Every day, the objective should be to get to another mile marker further along than you were yesterday. The enemy wants us to either find a, a more comfortable road to walk that doesn't lead to him, as in the most high, or turn around and go back. Or just sit there and wallow in it, not move forward. It's easy just to sit there and wallow. It's easy yeah, to mm-hmm. it is. And we take exits sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? But we can get back on the highway. Eventually got to merge back. And I think that's what steadfast is. It's not the absence of stumbling. It's not the absence of falling. We're imperfect. We shouldn't embrace our imperfection. Don't get me wrong. The goal is perfection. We're not going to experience that in this life, but that is the ultimate goal. But we need to understand that we are imperfect. Steadfast isn't the absence of stumbling, but you need to you need to run to him and cling to him to, to pick you up, dust you off, fix the problem, and move forward. It's all part of that learning Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Growing. growing, yeah, growing, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I like like Carl can't tell you the amount of things and old habits, and and unfortunately, sometimes how quickly they go back in, and sometimes it's the smallest of things. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I opened up with my big thing. No, 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 absolutely. But like, and that, I mean, those are all the, it's all of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, from the tiniest to the biggest. But you may have a lot of small things. Everything in between. Your big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta, I gotta catch myself when I'm like starting to cuss. That's, that's, uh, you know, I I'm mean, still, I'm still working on that right. one. I, I'm a Marine. It was a noun, adjective, verb, and everything. You know. Yep, I know. I mean, in every stage and and, and everything of training that you go through, it it was like, that was, it's insane. That was the norm. My family worked in the oil field, and that was worse after being a Marine. You you know what I mean? So it's like, it's crazy. So it's it's little things like that. But I know that those little tiny things like that, that to some people are like, oh, so what? You know, that just leads right back into all of the other stuff. Because Mm -hmm. if it's, again, so easy, the the hard work is not doing it. Those not-so-big things lead to bigger things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you just, you know, you just open that door... And it's that little crevice, and then you're kicking it wide open because, well, sometimes you just feel as you're in yourself. Well, I already did this. Sometimes you know. the door gets cracked open. Oh, yeah. We, and then you look back, and then all of a sudden it's open so just a little wide. bit wider. So, uh, like, we, we've obviously we've talked about sin scale and the fact that there is none. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, lying to your parents that is murder, which I know it's still to me, even sometimes when I say it is, there's no difference. Sin is sin. So it's like, well, if I already did this, I'm already blowing it. Yep. You know, so might as well do it big, go bigger, go home. It's like eating bad when you're on a diet. Yeah. One little cake isn't going to bother it. Right. And then it's like, I have another one. Yeah. They had another one. So, well, I guess I better restart next Monday. Well, it's Monday morning and (coughs) next week you're starting, you know. I feel called out. (laughs) <laughs> kind of reminds me of when I get blamed for doing something. I'm like, well, if I'm going to get blamed for it, I might as well just go ahead and do it and get it done. Right. Yeah. That way they got a reason to right. say I did it mm-hmm. when I know I didn't do it. It's it's kind of that thing, and I don't know if it ever happened to y'all growing up, but it's like, oh, you, you want to cry? I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, that's you know, my like, favorite saying. Really? You, you know, like... But that's the, it's the same thing that we do when it's like, well, we, we kick ourselves when we're down. And, uh, you know, I, I think everybody at this table can say that we're our own worst enemies when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's a self-defense mechanism. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to kick myself when I'm down because nobody's going to put me down like I put me down. Exactly. So, you know, I'm going to do it before somebody else gets a chance. I'm first one on you the wagon. Let me at it. Absolutely. When it comes to, like doing something doing it right being a perfectionist about it and it doesn't work out you're like nope nope that ain't gonna work you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I beat I beat myself up and I tear that thing back down and I'll do it again right you yeah. know and my wife reminded me I, I put a Redeemer Church sticker on the back of my vehicle she says okay Mike I, I was like what, what are you talking about she goes you can't be driving and yelling at folks and calling them morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a Redeemer Church on the back. You yeah. can't do that. Or you can because of the sermons and the, some examples that he's used. It <laughs> has happened. <laughs> but, yeah, but now you're representing something. Exactly. Absolutely. Just like Mike's armor he puts on every morning. Yeah. So when I drive the car, I, I see it and I go, because I can see it right in the rear mirror, you know, I'm like, Okay, yes, maybe that kind old lady didn't see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that car just cut me off you? Oh, okay. 
Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think reminders like we're talking about when you fight old habits or old ways in your life you no longer want to be a part of is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know. And remember, it may not be an old habit the first time you do something though. Next time is the habit. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it may be the first time you're doing it. You do it again. It's a habit right there. I believe so. psychologists say that it takes 14 days doing something twice a day to form a habit. You can do it that quickly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Don't quote me on my statistics. I might be wrong. I'm not <laughs> lying to anybody out yeah. there. But I'm pretty sure that's what they said. So if you do it once a day for 30 days, that's, that's what it was. Do it twice a day for 14 days, or it takes 30 days to form a habit once a day. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. But it popped into my head. I have no idea. Since Bob's not here, worthless stuff up here. You know, <laughs> <it's coming out. laughs> All right. Let's pull the needle off the record. Final thoughts. Who's going first? I got one. We were talking about it earlier. And uh, so I put down some people are so afraid of standing out uh, for their faith that they don't stand out at all. Mine's like that. Yeah. Anybody else? Silent Ron. <laughs> In case you missed that, it was a heavy sigh from Silent <laughs> Ron. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I guess the only thing I can say is, you know, if it feels wrong, it is wrong. <laughs> you know. Hey. You know, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. If you know you, if it felt like you've been there before, then obviously you're sliding back instead of going forward. So stop, reevaluate what's going on, and see where you're at, and just keep striving forward. Mm-hmm. Mike, well, I, I kind of bared my heart here a little bit tonight because I know there's going to be people who hear this and go, "Oh, I know what he's talking about." My final thought is, so what? That's, all, that's, that's pretty much all I got. I'll let Carl go last. I'll give mine. <laughs> I've, learned, <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Right. <laughs> I look at your face, I know you guys. <laughs> it's bubbling up, brother. Here it comes. <laughs> no, mine is sometimes it's hard to stand out, but sometimes it's harder to stand up. Yeah. Pretty profound. Yep. I really like the picture that Ruth paints for what we've kind of been talking about, at least part of what we've been talking about. Just a quick synopsis of that book. Naomi had gone with her husband to uh, a Gentile nation. I can't remember which one, to be honest. Maybe it was Moab. Yeah. Which technically was a sin. And her sons married off with Gentile women, which was also a sin. So they Mm -hmm. they were in sin. Right, and Naomi's husband died, and her sons died, and that left her her daughters-in-law husbandless, right? And that would have been Ruth and Orpah. And the part that I that I really think of with what we've been talking about is there she's going to go back. Naomi's going to go back home to Israel, right? And her daughters-in-law want to come with her, and she says, "No, go back home. Go back to your go back to your gods and your home." And Orpah says, "Okay." Hugs Naomi, cries, and goes back home to her to her idols. And Ruth says, "No, where you go, I go. Your God is my God. I'm going to serve Yahweh. I'm going to cling to you." And she chose to go with Naomi and go 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 to Israel, which was not her home, to leave her home and go to Israel to follow after the Most High. 
And I think that really represents what we're kind of talking about. Ruth and Orpah were not perfect. Naomi certainly wasn't perfect, right? Naomi was a backslider, essentially, and Ruth and Orpah were former pagans. Both of well, Ruth became a former pagan, and Orpah stayed a pagan. <laughs> and it really represented that, that fork in the road for them, right? Orpah chose to go back and abandon the Most High. And Naomi, or I'm sorry, Ruth chose to cling to the Most High. Despite her imperfections, they cling to him. And he chose to cling back. And I think that's, that's, that's the lesson we need to, to derive from when we stumble, when he allows us to become desolated, when he allows us to be disciplined as far as I'm good. And the enemy is going to want us to go back, to retreat, to go back to our idols and abandon the Most High, to say it's not worth it, it's too, too late for me anyway. You need to cling to him. Cling to the Most High and trust that He will cling back. Mm-hmm. Medium-sized mic, will you pray us out since Absolutely. Bob's not here? Lord our God, we humbly come to You and we just thank You so much for the men around this table, anybody who listens to us and the things that You have done in our lives. We give it all to You, everything that we have and everything that we are that we may do your will in our lives daily, that we will search for you for all of the answers, that we will lean on you for everything that we do, and that all we do will always glorify you and further your kingdom. And that we have we have the gumption and we have the guts and we have the knowledge to know and to see that if it is not for your glory, that we don't do it. We just ask for this, Lord, so much in our lives, in everything we do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 I almost interrupted you because you said especially for the people listening. And I was like, yeah, especially them. Because sometimes I don't even like listening to myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.